everybody. What's up? You know, <laughs> it's been um, 100 episodes since we did our last Clitorati Q&A. Really? We've been taking, yes, 121 with Rochelle Lefebvre. We've been taking all the Q&As in our Patreon community and we push out video answers there on the regular. So here we are once again fielding our best questions from you once again. So you're welcome and we love to hear from you. So keep writing in. All right. So let's jump right in, ladies. Um, The first question we have is, what should I think about when I self-pleasure? I feel like this question is endless. (laughs) I know. I I feel like it depends like what approach you want to take, you know, like what kind of experience for yourself, pleasure, uh, ritual do you want to have? You could take like a sex magic approach and think about your desires in any area of life, like Mm -hmm. romance or career finances. Or if you take like the erotic blueprint approach, you could explore your kinky side and then be thinking about a whole slew of other things like your deepest, darkest fantasies that you want no one to know about. Well, yeah, I would say, I would say if someone is asking this question, my, my initial response would be, if you're not sure what to think about, there might be some missing pieces for you. And I would definitely start with, um, like, I guess, desire education. I do think that the erotic blueprint is a great place to start. We've talked about it a bunch on the show, but quick recap, it is there are seven different archetypes and depending on your archetype, right? Like you might be able there's to- There's five, sexual, right? No, there's seven. Is there, uh, whatever. There's a numerous amount. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's seven. Um, and uh, and it, depending on what your archetype is, you know, if you're more, you know, romantic, you might think about, you know, like the revolutionary war and a soldier writing you letters, you know, but if you're more kinky, you might think about being tied up in a dungeon. So I would say- Gaining some knowledge about what turns you on first is really useful and it's helped me a lot in my masturbation practice. I would also say play with some sense-bound masturbation. And what I mean by that is different senses turn people on. Um, One of the biggest breakthroughs I had in my self-pleasure practice was watching, you know, traditional porn didn't really do it for me but switching to audio porn where I could let my imagination run and I didn't have to come up with the scenario. I could just find one and sort of experience it in my imagination really worked with me. So there's traditional porn, there's audio porn, there is there is just using your imagination. There's also like just playing with your senses, like maybe just being in a bath and touching your skin everywhere. So play with your different senses. Maybe there's food play that would turn you on, right? Like maybe eating something turns you on. So I would say play with your erotic blueprint and also play with like sense-bound masturbation because you might be, like for me, like if I sat there and tried to imagine something, I would never come. I need to like, I need to integrate my senses into it. And that was like a huge breakthrough I had. So maybe you, maybe you don't have to like think about anything. Maybe you just want to experience it and relax. So I'm like a very visual person. So when I first started masturbating, like pretty much always, I like to do it right in front of a mirror so I can see like everything that's happening. And I'm super turned on by myself watching myself. So it's, you don't really have to like imagine anything. It's like just observing your magnificence, like right in front of you is super hot and a good place to start. So when um, me, so when me, when me and Sugar come in for the tour of your new remodeled home, we're going to see a huge mirror on the roof of your bedroom. 
on the yeah, ceiling. Yeah, I mean, I could <laughs> on, on, the on the ceiling. On the ceiling. I, I like to kind of be close up because I like to see. I like to see what happens <laughs> as as it happens. There's like a retract. There's a retractable mirror from your ceiling. It comes down for sex. <laughs> comes and then down. It goes, it's like on. It's like it's like hydroponic. Yeah. Like, yeah. I press a button. A mirror comes down, and a, and a stripper pole comes down. It's gonna be epic. Um, and then the they other thing, if you want to, <laughs> we have a secret room. It's like locked away. Ooh. That's so kinky. Um, but if I'm ever thinking about something, sex magic, man. Like if there's something that you're looking to manifest or you want to really like vividly see something, like journal before of what you really want, what you really desire, or what you really want to manifest in your life. And then you can visualize in your mind and really think about that as your masturbating because your sexual energy is such a potent manifesting container, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like the most powerful energy there is for manifestation is sexual energy. So that's something that I think about sometimes. And then, you know, I watched Tom and Pammy or Pammy and Tommy with that Hulu show. Tom and Pam. Tom and Pam. Whatever. And um, I've been having, like, I'm pregnant again. So I'm having all these, like, fantastical sex dreams <laughs> and waking up in the middle of the night and pleasuring myself. And I've been sleeping in the other room because we've all, like, have, I'm, I I don't sleep good in, in bed with Ethan right now. So we, like, have our night ritual, but I go sleep in the other room and I don't have my sex toys in there. So there was a middle of the night when I woke up for when I was in bed with Pamela Anderson. <laughs> and I woke up and I was like, I really want to masturbate, but I couldn't go in our room because we like, I don't want to wake him up. And um, I don't know, you, ladies, I masturbated with my ham for the first time and like came. How like, was that? That was the was first awesome. time you ever cut and came with your hand? Yeah, where I really I mean, like enjoyed it. And it was like, I liked it. It was just as good as a toy. Hey, if you're horny enough, anything you'll, you'll get yourself off. Anyway. I was desperate. <laughs> <laughs> good old fashioned hand play. Just just fantasizing about if Pamela you, Anderson. I'll, That's I'll, not I'll, about right. I'll give a you little know. hack. If you're ever like, if you're ever somewhere where you don't have a sex toy, I'm telling you, getting like a towel or like bunching up the blankets and putting them in between and like kind of humping them, like rubbing mm. them on your clit, works very well. I like that. Little yeah, at so, home sex toy. <laughs> visualize something to think, and you know, get curious about your fantasies. And if I have one more, if you're if it's hard for you to visualize, like uh, some something that's a great starter tool is affirmations. They don't go as deep in the subconscious, like they don't penetrate the subconscious in the same way that when you're tuning into your desires, doing a sex magic ritual. But affirmations can be like a really great beginner way to start to just like quiet the mind. So like saying an affirmation or a mantra and a really great one could be just as simple as, I'm so grateful I can feel this right now. Mm. I'm so grateful I can feel this vibration on my clit right now. I'm so grateful I can feel this. I'm so grateful I can feel this until uh, until that becomes your mindset in that moment. And then maybe you can expand it from there and start to uh, play with visualizing what that could look like for yourself. Mm. Yeah. All right. Madison, we have another question. Yeah. We do. We have a question. Uh, So this listener said, I've been listening to your podcast for a while now. Thank you so much for putting words out like you do. It helps me 
find new ways to discuss sex with my partner. I do wonder if you've talked about painful sex in the past. I struggle with pain for a long time now. I was told I had a tilted cervix, and I know that that is one cause, and the other is that I've had chronic fungal infections. I'm Mm. sure I'm not alone in this situation, but sometimes I feel isolated and unheard. I used to feel very sexual, and now I always feel scared to hurt or to not want something. So I thought you might find a way to talk about it with Grace and maybe with people that have a similar experience. Well, I can definitely... So what are our thoughts on painful sex? Yeah, I can definitely speak to the chronic fungal infections. I'm... I um I had a chronic yeast infection for about a year um before I really discovered, you know, a couple things about chronic fungal infections. Um take a look at because the impact is it does make sex painful. Your your vagina is constantly swollen and and in pain. First of all, I would not recommend having sex while you have an active yeast infection at all. <laughs> like it's just going to make it worse. Um, also, um, a couple of things. So there might be other reasons if the fungal infection is the main reason for the pain, I would say, make it your priority to completely balance out your pH. Like the vagina is, it's has its own pH level. It's like a little jungle down there that you've got to figure out. Um, a couple of things that really made a difference for me with my chronic yeast infection was changing my diet. Yeast loves sugar. You got to omit sugar. You got to omit alcohol. You got to eat you know, non-processed foods, like really eat a whole foods diet. Literally, I did the Whole30. There's a program called the Whole30 that made a huge difference for me. Um, Changing your diet makes a huge difference in your vaginal health. Also, um, it got to the point where I was um, non-responsive to treatments like Monistat anymore. Um, And even the Diflucan, which is the pill that the doctor will give you, my body was non-responsive to those treatments anymore. And I was so desperate. I was actually at a Planned Parenthood. And the doctor told me about something I'd never heard of before, which is boric acid suppositories. Um, You can get them on Amazon. You can, I've even seen them at CVS now in the vaginal health section. You do not, you will die if you put them in your mouth. They were only meant to go up your vagina. So they're (laughs) suppositories. Um, and I have made that a part of my vaginal health routine. You get so in tune after you've suffered from a chronic yeast infection. And let me just say, if you are suffering from one or anyone is, I'm so sorry you're going through that. It is one of the most uncomfortable, horrible things. Um, but I made it, a, I had to do two boric acid suppositories morning and night for two weeks. Some people it takes even longer um, to like really cure it. And then you have to be very careful there's, you know, basic things. Make sure you're wiping front to back. Make sure that you're using a very gentle, like, soap around and don't stick soap up inside yourself. It's really just meant for the outside. You're really not supposed to get soap inside your vagina. That's not good for the for the pH balance down there. Um, and I would recommend definitely using a fragrance-free, mild soap anywhere near that area. Any kind of fragrance or anything can also irritate the, like, the vaginal microbiome down there. Um, so, I would say the first thing I would do is get your vaginal health like back to fully vital and like let go of sex. Now, if you're really super horny, you could probably masturbate by just rubbing your clitoris, but I would leave like the inside of your vagina alone and make sure that you're 
you know, washing your hands or whatever toys you're using like very thoroughly because you can also get yeast on your sex toys and keep reinfecting yourself. And we don't want to do that. Ooh. Yeah. And you also want to make sure you're wearing loose clothes, clean clothes every day. Don't wear the same pants two days in a row. Um, you know, always cotton underwear. Sorry, you got to let go of those thongs for a while. You don't want anything sticky in there. All of that. If you're, if you're really dealing with like a chronic infection, all of that is just going to irritate it. That was my experience with chronic yeast. And, and now, you know, now I'm to the point where if it starts to feel a little funky down there, I just pop boric acid up there. I haven't had a yeast infection in years. Yeah. Game changer. Game Fucking changer. game changer. I wish every one person with a vulva knew about boric acid. Yeah. And, I, and if you're dealing with chronic yeast infections, I would definitely see a doctor. Because your doctor might... It, it could also be something else. A lot of times people um, think it's a yeast infection and it might be bacterial vaginosis or trichomoniasis, which is a sexually transmitted disease. And they're oftentimes misdiagnosed. So if you're having something chronic up there, please go see a doctor. Please go get a full, um, you know, a swab, a vaginal swab and a full STD panel just to make sure that there's not something else going on down there. And I will say once you straighten that all out, right? And you are having a sex again. And if sex is still painful, you really want to look at... So I I struggled with painful sex because I didn't really um, enjoy sex, right? I didn't turn myself on. I didn't have a pleasure practice. I didn't um, ever masturbate. I was a you know 32-year-old woman who never masturbated before and didn't know that women did it. So... But just to really like kind of heal the emotional side of what you've now have gone through so that when you are reintroducing sex, it is a pleasurable experience. Like don't be afraid to use lube. I love the Foria Wellness Awaken mm-hmm. um, CBD lubrication. That's something that's really helped me a lot um, from you know, just regular sex, like getting back into it and really enjoying it again to postpartum. And when I started having sex again, that really helped me a lot too. So um, painful sex, you don't, you don't want, sex should not be painful. And if you have a tilted cervix that that you will run into, you know, you want to play with different positions um, that isn't, so that it's not hitting your cervix because that's very painful. Yeah. So, um, I would play with different positions, communicate with your partner in a loving way. You know, it's just, they kind of have to adjust and watch out. And like sometimes um, when I'm ovulating, like we were just um, trying to get pregnant and when I was ovulating, my cervix would lower. So it wasn't like a tilted cervix, but it would hit sometimes. And, you know, we just had to really change positions and be generous with each other and figuring out what worked best for us. So, yeah. And also, yeah, it might something be else pain- I want to add. Oh, just real quick. It also might be painful if you're not allowing yourself, like with the cervix, it also could be that you're not allowing yourself to get turned on properly. You know, there's when you, mm-hmm. it, it takes the average woman 20 minutes to get turned on, you know, through foreplay, you know, touching, kissing. And if you're not turned on, it's going to be a lot more powerful because when you're, when you're turned on, the tissue walls get engorged. You, there's moisture that's brought to the vaginal canal. And if that's not naturally there and you just stick, you just ram something up there, it's going to be painful. So make sure you're giving yourself adequate time to, to get turned on and be an advocate for, you know, please don't put it in until I'm turned on. Yeah. And it takes an average of 20 to 30 minutes. Yep. 
That's totally normal. Um, something else I want to add in, um, in between the moment of healing this uh, chronic uh, fungal infection and when you get to start having sex again, uh, maybe a way to give your pussy some attention um, and something that is scientifically proven to help with painful sex is pelvic floor physical therapy. We have interviewed an amazing, she calls herself the vagina coach. Her name is Kim Vopney. Yeah. And she has a lot of great free pelvic floor resources, exercises, challenges. I've done it, tw- I've done her her programs twice. They're amazing. Um, and so you can just check her out on Instagram at Vagina Coach and check out some of her free resources to get started. Um, it's a really great uh, kind of daily practice or pl- mm-hmm. pussy ritual even. And, and if you think about it, it's like we have muscles all over our body, right? Well, in inside of our vagina, we have muscles and those can get worked out too. We can totally work those muscles out. So pelvic floor can be really great way to like give your pussy attention and also like prepare you and prime you for when you start having sex again to help maybe alleviate any sort of pain that would come. Yeah, yeah. Also, just going back to like allowing yourself to be turned on, um, sometimes for me, I, it can stress me out to think like, oh my God, my partner just wants to have sex and it's going to take me 20 or 30 minutes to, to get turned on. Something that you can do for yourself is actually prime yourself. So sometimes something that I will do is I will go in and I will lay in bed, get fully relaxed, do some breathing, and I'll just start lightly stroking my clit for 20 minutes before I even like like, I, and I'll tell my partner, like, give me 20 minutes to get ready. And then I invite him in for me because my partner's a man. So then I'll prime myself and then I'll invite him in. And then you like, then you're already turned on and it doesn't, because sometimes it stresses me out because I feel like I'm one of those 30 minuters and I'm like, I don't want him to, t-, even though he doesn't care. But for me, it helps me relax sometimes to do some priming on my own before I invite my partner. And so that's another thing you can do um, to make sure that you're, you're getting turned on. <laughs> that's right. That's mm-hmm. right. All right. So our next question comes all the way from Perth, Australia. So hey, Clits, mm. coming to you from Perth, Australia. Been listening for about a year. Thank you for that. And still learning. Thank you for all the work you've been doing um, for sisterhood, sex, and well-being. Oh, that's so nice. Um, I frequently find myself having sex with musicians. Girl, preach it to the choir. Hey. I have sex with a lot of musicians. <laughs> I, I realized, married one. Yeah. Well, I realized I had to stop dating them when I could start an entire band with all my ex-boyfriends, including a horn section. That's another episode. Okay. <laughs> um, I've noticed a huge trend in people I sleep with that whether legally acquired via prescription, like antidepressants and anti-anxiety or illegal drugs, drugs and sex in my creative community is a relatively taboo subject. The unpacking of which might be worth a research and possible episode. The effects of COVID are being felt worldwide. A lot of people are on antidepressants, Um, that kill libido and quite often those drugs can destroy someone's ability to physically have sex. However, these drugs are, for some, necessary and healthy despite the side effects. Can there be both a healthy sex life on antidepressants and other prescription drugs? And if yes, how? Ooh, there's a lot to unpack there.
We've been doing Clit Talk for a while now, over 200 episodes to date, and we have had an influx of new Clitorati, and we still have our consistent OG Clitorati tuning in every week. So we've created a free gift for you. It's called Clit Talk Cliff Notes, the no BS guide to self-pleasure and sexual intimacy. And we're really giving you our best highlight reel of sex tips. We have combined our top sex hacks to give you confidence, communication, orgasms, and the ability to take your pleasure game from zero to 100 real quick and blow any partner's mind in bed. Included in this banging free gift is two free audio trainings, self-pleasure is self-love, and our hottest sex tips. We also have unreleased episodes and a fan favorite from our Sex and Empowerment Signature Masterclass, an erotic visualization, and a video on orgasmic breathing. Oh, yeah. Mm. So to get a little taste of what we do here, you definitely want to sign up for Clit Talk Cliff Notes. Just go to clittalkshow.com backslash guide because clitorati it is possible to have quantum leaps in your sex and empowerment with simple and impactful shifts pussy pussy it's gonna be a good one today yes i'm talking about a clit talk clit talk clit talk talking about a clit talk clit talk clit talk come on girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow bring your pussies to the show There's a lot to unpack there. She's talking about antidepressants, any kind of anxiety medication, and it sounds like also recreational medication. Mm-hmm. Well, recreational drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd call them medication. Maybe some people would. <laughs> they're, they're medicines. They can be. I a mean, medicine. as a as a musician, I have definitely. I can speak to the like the illegal drugs. As a musician, I have definitely been around people that have done illegal drugs. Um, I know for sure <laughs> cocaine will kill a man's libido that he can't even get hard, like for sure. I know that right. um, also like MDA, which is also called like Molly, um, or sorry, that's MDMA is like Molly and stuff like that, that also can um, impact men. I'm not sure about women as much. I don't think that it really affects women as much, but I think for men, it, it, it can be really difficult to achieve an erection on um, illegal substances like that. Um, I think anytime you're altering your brain, it's going to be harder <laughs> to, to like get to like a source of like your true like pleasure center. So um, uh, she didn't ask if you could have balance, I think with the illegal drugs, I think she was more speaking to like the impact. So yeah, it definitely impacts your sex life. I wouldn't like go rail a bunch of lines and then try to have sex. <laughs> it's not going to make it fun. <laughs> <laughs> it might take a really long time. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. It's likely, likely someone won't come. <laughs> yeah. <that's true. laughs> Don't do blow on a first date, it's, you guys. It's it's edging in a not fun way. Don't do it. Yeah. It's like, not 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 confirming that I have or haven't. I just know no from comment. my friends. No comment. <laughs> no comment. I mean, Madison, do you want to talk about yours, or do you want to you know? I am I, I'm just, just so ready to nerd out on like all your like sciency stuff and your yeah. smart brain. It really turns me on when you get into that mode. So, uh, well, can you give us a little bit of context about this issue before before I give I, my I uh, woo woo yeah. take on the question? <laughs> okay, 
I mean, I can speak to antidepressants from like a medical standpoint. And I wish I had a better answer, but antidepressants do... They, they're they of the SSRI family. They're selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. So by raising the levels of serotonin in your body, the person taking the drugs feels a more experience of calm and decreased anxiety, which, you know, negates depression. So that's what the medication actually does. And this does lower your libido and it can even block orgasms. So... Um, and it can also delay lubrication. So, I mean, some things that you can do um, is talk to your doctor about potentially adjusting your dosage and don't ever do this on your own. We do not recommend that, but you can talk to your doctor if you're having this issue to see if there's something you can do about lowering your dosage. Um, because the more, the higher the dose, the more, the more side effects you're going to have. So, The other thing is you can consider the timing of when you take your medication, the last two hours. So if you're someone like me, I don't know, I'm like obsessed when I'm taking my birth control, I take it at like the same exact time, like every single day. So if you're doing that, and I think generally when you're taking antidepressants, you do want to take it at the same time or a heart medication or anything. So And if you are, this is actually uh, an incentive because there is a window, like a two-hour window um, between when you need to take your medication and the medication is kind of tapering off. It's a 24-hour medication where you may be able to experience an orgasm or a higher libido during that time, two hours before you have to take your next dose. So... um, it, it does make sex like maybe less spontaneous, but it, it is something that to consider the timing of when you take your medication. Um, and what else do I have here? And just talking to your partner, like the difficulty of dealing with sexual side effects of taking, you know, you have to take this medication. It's, it's, can be really hard. So there's lots of things that we talk about here on the show of other ways to really be connected and sexual and interactive and do things that do feel good to your body. So, yeah, and it may, it generally may not bring you to an orgasm, but it can. We actually had someone in our um, signature masterclass. She, I don't think she was on antidepressants, but she had a traumatic brain injury, which was blocking her orgasm. She, she could orgasm before the injury and she couldn't after. Right. And, um, and <clears throat> for me, I was like, your, your brain is the most erotic organ in your body because the neuroplasticity is, it's able to regenerate and able to reconnect. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the amygdala is actually the pleasure center in your brain. So it's, um, so I, I had a hunch that maybe it would, that was the part of her brain that was impacted, but she did our five day and on the fourth day, and she was like the straight A student, right? She did every single thing that we told her to do. And on the she, fourth day, she came in and she had orgasmed. So for the first time it in was over a, a year. Yeah. yeah. And she struggled with dizziness and all these, other, she's like in bed, unable to function. Like she is now swinging around on a stripper pole that she has installed, her husband installed in her house yeah. and doing inversions <laughs> And That's this right. is like eight months later and she, but in the, in our five day, on the fourth day, she came in and she had orgasmed. And mm-hmm. so there is something to your brain and being able to overcome these types of um, struggles. Yeah. yeah. And I'm so, I get so fucking turned on when you give us like the science <laughs> of things. Um, I love Thanks. it so much. Cheers, and I was, I, I had, <laughs> you know. I have like, you kind of, 
what you just ended with sharing is like what, how I was going to approach the answer to this because I don't have any medical background and some would consider me like a little woo-woo and I take a very holistic approach to wellness. I have an integrative MD, not a general practitioner. And so I really believe that that orgasm that became possible for that member who did our free five-day course came from this other realm that's like kind of hard to measure. It's the spiritual realm and did this, the inner work. And so I just want to say that, all right, definitely talk to your doctor, do what Katie said. And also like, (laughs) do you have some limiting beliefs that have been building up or that are unacknowledged? And might it be possible that if you were to do some inner work in your sexual empowerment, you could still orgasm on antidepressants. I don't know. But if you happen to be on medication and you do attend one of our workshops and you're experiencing this, you can always let us know. Because my hunch is that by addressing the spiritual realm, anything is possible. Mm. Yeah. And I, and I, that's, that's so well said. I love, I love that we have like the, you know, the, the full science and also the the woo-woo on this podcast makes me so happy. Um, and, (laughs) I know, um, it's good. And, and something else that I would like to add is if I'm, if I'm kind of looking in between the lines of this question, this person's obviously around a lot of creative people, a lot of musicians, this is something I can totally relate to. And, um, you know, a lot of times with creativity, people do, are doing like, you know, a lot of recreational drugs. And what I'm hearing in this question from this listener, and I could be wrong, is a desire to explore more sober sex, which is a question mm-hmm. that we've definitely had before. Um, and we have done some episodes about that that we'll, we'll link in the show notes. I think we did it with the Conscious Kink, the Conscious Kink episode that we did. They talked about that. There and Karen Laurie. And Karen Laurie also talked about um, sober sex. There's something really beautiful and actually quite creative in exploring that realm and like consciously setting up a sober date night. Um, There are breathing exercises that you can do. There are tantric exercises that you can do where you can, I think a lot of times people that explore with recreational drugs are wanting to, you know, you know, release their mind or feel this euphoric feeling. There are other tools for that. Um, And, you know, through meditation or breathing or like, you know, taking a tantric class with your partner or exploring some tantric tools where you can have that same sort of like release in a sober space, which is, you know, for me, like, and sober can even mean like not even having a, like a wine. Like I've been exploring with like not even having like a glass of wine and truly exploring sober sex with my partner. Um, and it's really interesting. And there's something really beautiful on the other end of that with with some of the tools that we can um, refer. I think we also talked about it with the um, the tantric, um, uh, the, what was her name? That came in as well. So we'll link all three of those the episodes onking. in there. Um, yeah, that, no, it was the, she was the nurse and the tantric practitioner, the, oh yeah. Yes. Tantra. Yes. Dominique, the yes Tantra. She had some really great things. So we'll, we'll link to all of those shows in our show notes for you. And I think that that's, that's a really great one. I'm just kind of reading in between the lines. And if I'm right, that might be something that you're looking to explore inside of your community of creative people. And you can enroll them be like, you want to get high without getting high, you know, <laughs> let's get let high your turn other. on, let yeah. your turn 
Turn on be the cocktail. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. We've got one more question, which is really fun. And I love this one. This actually came from our club. So we have, in our, so our sex and empowerment is like the seven week course. And then after that, we have a program called Climax, which is like a monthly thing for any graduates we have. We call it Climax. And um, we have a WhatsApp group with them. And it's, it's like, my lifeline. So I love this WhatsApp. It's so fun. And I, I wished everyone a happy panty free Friday. And one of our participants um, asked a question about jeans. She's like, how the hell do you do panty free Friday on jeans? And really what the question was is what kind of clothes do you wear? What's the best <laughs> choice of clothes to rock the no panty, you know, holiday, the panty free Friday holiday? Um, I mean, I can tell you right now, I never wear je- I never wear underwear or jeans. So I definitely wouldn't recommend Panty Free Friday with jeans. <laughs> I yeah, wear I think pants that like would be chafing. Chafing Central. I wear um like long maxi. I mean, we live in California, so it doesn't ever get very cold here. So I wear um like I have these like cotton sort of jersey like um uh, pants that I wear a lot of times, or I'll wear like a long maxi skirt or a dress. Those are like the best things for me to observe panty free Friday. What about you guys? Mm. Um, for me, I'm like, uh, you know, like uh, athleisure pants, like yeah, leggings. Um, yeah, those uh, for sure. No underwear in those. I think the only time I wear underwear is when I have to wear jeans and I say have to because it is a have to. <laughs> I experience it as a have to when I have to wear jeans. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, flowy skirts, like leotards. Like actually today I'm wearing like this yeah, black body fitted bodysuit. Thank you. That's the appropriate word. Bodysuit. <laughs> and um, you're so inappropriate, yeah. sugar. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were talking about like PC terminology before and we were like, we're not even going to fucking go there in our episode. So no. this is like such a... <laughs> such a a moment to before when we had the pre-show. So I would recommend anything that like doesn't really, you know, yeah, require uh, underwear. Though I feel like the way that Panty Free Friday is like meant to be celebrated. Like if I were to like imagine like the genesis of this and like, right, like how you, I imagine like me on a windy day in Southern California in like a flowy sundress with like my labia just like flapping in the wind, you know, (laughs) truly. Yeah, I mean, honestly, my my dream for Panty Free Friday is just working from home naked all day. Yeah, why wear anything? Yeah, you know, we did it for Work Naked Day this year, but I was going to suggest I feel like we need to be more naked more often. How about and Lindsay? Like, I I I need to get a um, what are they called? A not a splash mat, but a is it a splash mat? A sex mat? The absorbent mat. Oh. <laughs> what are those called? I don't know what it's called, but it's definitely not a splash mat. <laughs> Yours would be called a splash mat, though, yeah. I'm sure you would just like... No, it's so it's a... um Yeah, okay. So, yeah, if it's Panty Free Friday and you want to free bleed, what I have... And yes. We can post the link to it. Um, we should just put this in oh, our that's store, a- honestly. So, what it is, is it's a... It's meant for your period, and it's black and it's velvet on one side, and it's oh, like waterproof on the bottom. So mm-hmm. I will literally like, I will lay it over my office desk chair and just be bottomless and let myself free bleed into this thing because I personally hate tampons or shoving anything up inside of me. I'll, I'll use a soft disc, like if I want to go out and feel sexy, but I mostly like to free bleed now. And I have the, the luxury of working from home um, most of the time. 
Um, not always. <laughs> but um, so yeah, if I'm at home, I like to just let it all out. I love that you do that. <laughs> it's so much more better. I use We're that in that- our Zoom meetings and like sh- shoulders up, but she's just free bleeding onto her chair. Like yeah. it's, it's which amazing. is white, onto by her the way, mat. for anyone's watching. My chair is yeah. white. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. I, I think we should definitely add that to the story. I just made a post it for it, our handy <laughs> oh, dandy post it oh, that good. Katie bought us for our yeah, Christmas. Yeah, we'll, we'll add it. We'll add a link to it in the show notes too. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's that's our solution to family free fry. Or Katie, you have anything to add? No, I mean, I think you guys pretty much nailed it. I got to say, Panty Free Friday, I, I do wear underwear and I loved to wear my jeans, my high-waisted skinny jeans. So I do wear underwear. But I guess on Fridays or if I'm doing Panty Free Fridays, it's like a flowy dress. Yeah. 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 So I, I guess for, I don't know what people in the snow are going to do, but... <laughs> Well, I, I get, I'm like yeah. always cold, even though we live in California. So like if I'm wearing a dress inside, like I might have like a fucking parka on yeah. over me. You know, like I'm warm on the top. Basically my upper body is like sweating. And then my, like, I've got like goosebumps on my calves and legs, but so we got two different climate zones. So then it creates a tornado in the centerfold. Oh, no, okay. Well, okay. You don't know what I'm talking about? That's a little no. extra. Okay. Right. Anyways, on that note, that pussy good? tornadoes. <laughs> <laughs> we did All it right. again. So, we did it again. So I hope we answered your questions. If you ever do have questions, like send them our way. We keep track of them. And we'd like to do fun episodes like this every 100 episodes, apparently. Uh, maybe we'll have to do yeah. more of these. Or join um, our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, join our Patreon. We do weekly Q&As um, and we answer. We'll go, if you have a question that's really difficult, we actually, in our Patreon, we will go out, seek out the expert for you to answer those really um, tough to answer questions and bring uh, experts to your personal door. So that's a great um, benefit of our Patreon. So if you want to join that, we'll have all, there's a, a lot of links in our show notes for you today. Um, and with that, Clitorati, thank you for all your questions. This was fun. And we'll be back. Don't worry. We're going to see you next Tuesday. It's going to be okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. If you liked this and are curious about our Clit Talk curriculum, we have a waitlist for our upcoming free workshops and our Sex and Empowerment Signature Masterclass in 2022. Nothing like starting the new year guided by pleasure. Sign up for the waitlist to come tap into your pussy sanctuary with Katie, myself, Sugar, and Lindsay at www.clittalkshow.com backslash waitlist. That's clittalkshow.com backslash waitlist.